All right, this is S. Anthony. Glad you came back. Ready for the next one? All right, here we go. Go! I was talking to a friend of mine and I was thinking in terms of this, one of the brokest periods of my young adult life. It was uh, when I moved to Los Angeles and I was there and I couldn't afford an apartment at the time. And at the time in Los Angeles, I don't know if it's still that way now because obviously I, I'm not living at that level anymore. But there was there were little kind of hotel type places that were kind of, you know, the kind of hotel that normally people would go to to have sex with a hooker. You know, that kind of place. And we and I stayed in one. And this place was the hardest. It was as if you took the worst possible slummy-ass neighborhood and condensed it into 40 apartments. Okay, that's what this was like. And so I moved there when I got to Los Angeles because I needed some place cheap. And that was with one of my buddies when we came at the same time. And this place was horrible. I mean, it was at the point where they would make you move from one apartment to another apartment every 29 days. That way you couldn't establish yourself as a resident because at the time, and I don't know if it's still, still the same way, once you were there for 30 days, they couldn't just throw you out. You know, they had to go through a court process and an eviction process. So to circumvent that, the guy who owned the joint would literally make people do musical apartments every 28, 29 days. In addition to that, this is also one of those places where when someone got out of prison for murdering 80 people, or they would just kind of drop them off there like, yeah, here's $12, get in there, take care of that. <laughs> as the, you know and so as a black man and i was a young black man at the time um you know if you grew up in a tough neighborhood that you had to have a look on your face that was a tough look essentially a don't mess with me face but even the regular don't mess with me face was not good enough for this joint. you had to have the i'll kill your face to survive in this place so we we had my, my me and my buddy who were there we had to have that look but i'm telling you these were some these, I mean, I'm telling you, these people, there were some people there that knew that were personally responsible for lowering the population a little bit, if you understand what I'm saying. And it was tough. And one day I walk in there and there's a guy who literally, this big giant guy who, you know, he was kind of sitting on the radiator. And as people were walking in, I mean, keep in mind, this is now, these are, everybody here just got out of prison and they come out and they have the same attitude. So he's literally, just because he's the big guy and everybody walks in, yo. You got that soda? Let me have a drink of that soda. He's taking people's soda and drinking it. And then giving it back to him. Thank you. I'm thirsty. Yeah. Guy walks in with a sandwich. Yo, give me a little bit of that sandwich. Huh? Nigga, give me that sandwich. He actually used the N-word. You give me that sandwich. Took the guy's sandwich, took a bite of it, and let the guy walk by and giving him a sandwich back. And everybody's all, all scared of the guy. And I'm going, oh, no, 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 no. I look at him. I'm going, there's no way in hell I'm putting up with this. I I'm not going to come back into this house and I'm going to have to pay a tax to this chump to go back to the place that I'm living that I don't want to live in the first place. So I walk past and he goes, yo, yo, little man, because the him I was. Let me get a bit of, let me get a little bit of that, dog. let me get a little bit of that chili. That chili dog, come on. I was like, no. What, what, what? what? I said, look, man, I know you just got out of prison. I mean, I know you a tough guy, whatever, man. I'll tell you right now, you step to me like that, you talk to me like that again, not only are you not going to get this hot dog, but I'm going to take my size 13 foot and I'm going to stick it in so deep at your ass. I'm going to knock your teeth out. If you think I'm kidding, come get some of this. Now, I said that. I'm 5'8 and change. Now, I can whoop some ass, but good God, I didn't want to fight this mother. <laughs> you know? I mean, you know, I didn't want to fight this guy. So he gets off the thing and I'm looking at him and inside I'm going, okay, it was, it was good life. Um, 
you know, I've, I've done some good things. I've been on national television a couple of times on some radio shows. And I've had some good relationships. You know, I mean, I, I really don't want to die this early, but, you know, I'd rather die as a man than be some kind of punk and have to give this guy a bite of my sandwich. I, mean, I could never do that. He walks up to me and his neck is right where my face is. And he looks at me and goes, yo, so you ain't going to give me none of that? I'm like, nope, I ain't never giving you nothing. What you going to do about it? And he goes, huh, I like you. You cool, man. You cool. You got heart. You cool. You good. And then he, gets, and he goes back and sits down, and then he food taxes the next person. And this, and this is just to go home. <laughs> this, this, I had to go through that just to go home and to survive in this building. And it'll tell you what happens when you're when certain when you're around certain environments. You have to behave in ways you normally wouldn't behave. I normally wouldn't hulk up like that to somebody that size, that big, who probably just got out of jail for beating people my size with people my size, literally taking another adult man and beating another adult man to death with him. But I there was I, I had no other place to go. And if I didn't stand my ground at that moment, and I shouldn't have said stand my ground, especially within nowadays, but you understand what I'm saying. But if I didn't take control of the situation then it would have never stopped so i had to and i got his respect and actually actually after that we were very very cool and he he was looking out for me and he would still he was still torture other people but he wouldn't mess with me because i uh, i had heart apparently according to him but that environment changes things and it changed me because like i said i'm a nice guy this is when i said that it, that being in the wrong environment changed me and why i hate thieves i was broke as hell i mean broke and when you have nothing the first thing you do is you go, I just want to have one kind of creature comfort, one thing, you know, that makes me feel like I'm part of society. One little nice thing that I can have that makes me feel like I've accomplished something. I mean, nothing big. You know, sometimes it's just, you know, for a person who's middle class, you don't have a lot of stuff. You, you can take care of your bills, but you just want to take that vacation. You know, you're not going to be able to do it again for years, but you want to take your family on vacation. Or maybe you want to. You want to buy a big screen TV that you can watch a movie. Some that one, and you know you can't you can't afford to have it break because you can't replace it. But you just want to know what that you just gotta have that thing. And for me, I just wanted a Walkman, and I saved and saved and saved to get it. And it was like my salvation, man, because I had to walk to work at the time. I had to get up at five o'clock in the morning, walk for a half an hour to get to work, so I could be at work at six and set up my desk and everything. And that walk was horrible. But that Walkman made it bearable. That was like, oh, this Walkman. It made that half an hour walk bearable. It just, it was everything to me. And some sucker from that building stole it. Came into the room and stole it. And was so sloppy and, and brazen that it was 100% apparent who did it. And I knew where the dude lived. And I had, I, I was literally a level of anger. A level of anger. There was a level of anger in me that I have not even approached since that time. But there was a level of anger that I won't even allow myself to approach because I saw what it made me do. Knowing that he took that from me, the only thing that made me feel like I was alive, the only thing, the only good thing in my life at that time, the only thing that made me happy and made me smile was that Walkman, and he took it, and I saved for it. So I took four pairs of my socks and put them inside of each other. I took some coins that I had that he didn't get a chance to steal, and I filled the sock with the coins. I tied the other end of the sock with the coins. I put it in my back pocket, and I walked to his house, and I knocked on his door. Fortunately, he wasn't home. 
because had he been home, let's see, this is 2014 and that was the late 90s. I think sometime this spring of 2014 would be when I would have stopped hitting him. I would have beaten him to, to a pulp if I had an opportunity to. And I think I probably would be getting out of jail right around now. <laughs> Which is why I don't allow myself to go to violence anymore. But it just goes to show you, I was in that environment and my mindset had changed. I had turned into this this guy who was willing to just whoop somebody's ass and was angry and pissed and just fuck everybody, man. And then somebody took my shit and I wanted to just I wanted to I wanted to beat him until he was he was not able to see his mother wouldn't recognize him. And that's what happens when you're in the wrong environment. I see that now to a much lesser extent when I see people around who are around people who don't want anything. You know, you see that all the time. I, I've been around, I was talking to some people, and this guy has a bunch of friends around him that don't understand why he wants to do more for himself. And I told that long story basically just to say that, you know, you got to be careful who's around you because you don't even notice what's happening. You don't even notice that the people around you can change who you are and how you think and how you behave. Because I had never ever raised my hand or wanted to raise my hand in anger to somebody else. I, I've whooped people's asses, but it was always someone that attacked me first or was attacking my woman or attacking a friend of mine. I went to this guy's house with socks filled with coins and I am absolutely certain had he opened that door because I knew who he was and he took the only thing that made me happy, I would have at least put him in the hospital and I would have wound up going to jail for whooping a guy's ass because how am I going to say that it was a spontaneous thing. Well, I just happened to have these four socks uh, full of quarters. <laughs> and I just happened to walk five blocks to this guy's house, knock on the door. And then when he opened the door, I began beating him about the head with the coins. It was an accident. I tripped and fell six blocks forward. And as I was falling, a pair of socks fell out of this out of the out of a store and some coins landed in it and as I was falling forward I landed onto this guy's door and as he opened it my hand went up and hit him in the face 27 times with this bag this ball of coins because it was an accident <laughs> you're not believing that your honor you're not believing that go to jail okay great 20 years fantastic you know you have to be careful who's around you and if that and I started thinking about that as a, as a nice guy as I am if environment could turn me into that think about what what being around people that don't want anything in life can do to you. Think about what people that have something negative to say about everything you do can do to you. Think about that. Think about what picking the wrong spouse or the wrong significant other can do to you. If that can make me become that, then imagine what will ha what's going to happen to you if you have the wrong people around you. Just remember, it's to me, it's, it's of equal importance surrounding yourself with good folk. Not just in the romantic sense, but as far as friends are concerned, or co-workers, or business partners. You got to be careful. You got to be careful who you surround yourself with. You don't want to find yourself at some meth head's house with a sock full of quarters and anger wanting to crack somebody's head open. Okay, you don't want that to happen. And I'm glad that guy wasn't home because you will be listening to the S. Anthony Says from Prison podcast right now. Because <laughs> I, I was going to fuck that guy up, but I'm glad I didn't. And uh, 
Don't let somebody else make you make stupid decisions. Don't re don't rely on luck like I did at that particular time a long time ago. That luck saved my ass. Now conscious decisions make sh make me not make dumb decisions. Conscious effort and thought keep me from making stupid decisions and stupid actions. But back then it was just sheer luck. My life could be completely different right now had that guy been home. So think about that. Don't let anybody else make you do something dumb that you're going to regret. And surround yourself with good people because now I'm surrounded by good people. And now I'm doing good things. And I'm about to do a couple of really big things. Hopefully I'll be able to tell you about that in the future. But remember, surround yourself with good people, you do good things. Surround yourself with dickheads, you do dickheady things. That's right. I come up with the best quotes in the world. Make sure you tell your grandma that quote. She'll love it. All right, my favorite weirdos. Thank you for stopping by again. All right, do me a favor now. Cause you've been doing you've been doing a lot of good stuff for me. You've been telling other people about it. I see the numbers. You're telling people they're subscribing. You're subscribed. Uh, if you don't mind, do do a brother a favor. If you got social networks, Facebook, Twitter, any of that kind of stuff, share the podcast with everybody. I'm gonna get as many people as possible back here so we can all be crazy at the same time. We can all be nuts at the same time. I want to thank you for doing what you've done. But you're going to do more because I said so, damn it. <laughs> Once again, thank you for stopping by. Much love to you. It's Anthony out. Time while up in here.